market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it was a strong day out there for our markets today. Much needed uh, higher day across the board today. And as we see it here, it does look like the short-term lows are in at minimum here. As we see it, these could be the lows that lead to the next bull market. As Kip said in our midday update today, bear markets always lead to bull markets. And that has been the truth behind every bear market, every market sell-off in U.S. history. And we like to think that this time is no different as well. We remain fully faithful and, uh, and confident in the U.S. consumer, the U.S. commodity economy, excuse me, and uh, the U.S. as a whole here. Uh, but looking at this now, we see one statistic that really stands out and may be the most important one that you hear today. So take a look at this. After the first 100 days of 2022, we've had the fourth worst start to a year in S&P 500 history. Now that's the bad news. The good news here is that when you look at the six previous worst starts to the year for the S&P 500, the rest of the year is positive 100% of the time with average gains of 19.1%. And that's just half of the statistic, really. If you look at the three cases that were even worse than this year, right? This year's the fourth worst start to a year. If you look at the three worst cases, in those cases, the average return for the rest of the year is an even better, nearly 28% for the market. So those are the kind of statistics that we love. That is going back to 1932, by the way. Uh, so, and looking in to where we'll be before year end. So rock solid gains if you were able to get it at those times. Um, and not only this, we've seen some other interesting pattern changes over the past week or so now that are starting to confirm this as well. And I'll get into all of them on the podcast here today, starting with really it began last Friday when we had the big 600 point reversal in the Dow, most of that coming in the smart money hour on that day. Now, since then, we've had now four positive sessions from the Dow. Today now makes the fifth day of gains in a row for the Dow. And it wasn't just Friday where we saw the big 600 point reversal. We saw similar swings on Monday and Tuesday as well. And most importantly, seeing strong smart money hours is the most important pattern change here. We did get a little bit of weakness in probably the last 15 minutes or trading or so today, but really we finished just barely off of the highs of the day, which we got to uh, you know, just probably 15 minutes or so before the close. So overall, a strong smart money hour today as well. Uh, the next up being that we've seen a continued improvement from the internals, and I'll get to that very in depth here in, in the internal watch in a second. Um, and one of the maybe most important swings here before I get to sent sentiment has been the pattern change that we've seen 
from not just the Federal Reserve, but from other central banks across the world. But the key here was from yesterday's FOMC minutes uh, that Kip talked about yesterday. I covered it on Tuesday's podcast uh, before we heard this from them even. But the key word here from the Fed was flexibility. You always got to watch those little nuggets that they like to give you uh, to tell you what it's going to look like going forward. Uh, You always hear Jay Powell say, we're going to follow the data. Um, And that looks like what they could mean by saying flexibility. We're going to follow the data and we likely won't continue as aggressively as we have been. When that news came out yesterday, stocks turned sharply higher. And to get a follow through day like today is very bullish here. So this would mean that the Fed would no longer be trying to jawbone the market lower. Uh, We know that's what they've been trying to do for months now, trying to get inflation under control, hit the stock market in the process. Uh, Of course, they're trying to engineer what they would call a soft landing where they don't send the economy into a recession. And really, in our view, they don't have a whole lot higher to go on interest rates uh, before we get dangerously close to that territory. But if you're bullish, this change in sentiment from the Fed could mean that we'd no longer be fighting the Fed, which is what do is what you do not want to do. Don't fight the tape. Don't fight the Fed. And we certainly like watching the Federal Reserve closely. And it certainly seems like they're losing momentum for this aggressive rate hike strategy. Uh, as we've already seen, and I covered this on Tuesday's podcast as well, we've already seen Fed presidents starting to stray away from their united hawkish tone here, right? We've got Bullard and uh, uh, the other one, now I'm blanking on his name here, Boschnik, I believe, was the other one saying that we may not not need a 50 point, uh, 50, a half a percent rate hike uh, too much longer. So we'll see if that type of tone continues. And we are seeing the same from European central banks as well. Uh, really interesting video going circulating around today of Christine Laggard. Uh, if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. In the interview, she was asked, they were talking about cryptocurrency and they pulled up a chart of their Fed's balance, of their the ECB's balance sheet, which is also over $8 trillion. It's over $9 trillion here in the U.S., Uh, He asked her if it was a bubble and uh, she deflected that question saying that they had to do what they had to do during coronavirus insanity. But when asked if they would start to reduce the balance sheet, she couldn't give a direct answer there either. She just said it will come in due course. (laughs) And when asked how they were going to do it, she gave no answer as well and repeated in due course. I'm not personally familiar with this in due course strategy, um, but it doesn't sound a whole lot like she believes that the European economy could handle aggressive tightening right now. Uh, They could continue to kick the can down the road, but we'll see. Uh, But overall, this tells us that easy money policies are likely here to say. We've known the Fed for some time has backed themselves into a corner. any significant rate hike cycles would be unsustainable. Um, they would not be able to service the debt after such a tightening. Uh, so at least in the short term here, uh, they could continue a little bit longer. But over the longer term, we see the financial engineering from the financial masters of the universe as they see themselves uh, continuing 
and that helps the markets to soar. Now, looking back to our markets here, this could be a setup for just a really strong bear market rally with lower lows still in our future. But for us here at the VRA, we continue to believe that for most stocks, those lows have already been seen. Remember, tech stocks especially have been in a bear market much longer than the NASDAQ has. For the last 8 to 12 months plus, we've seen so many of these tech stocks down 50, 60, 70% from their all-time highs. Uh, we still have over 80% of the NASDAQ stocks below their 200-day moving average. And we're starting to get some interest in those stocks. People are starting to pick them up at these discounted prices. Uh, we saw it big today in the video, which I'll cover here in a minute as well. But as deeply as the oversold as the markets are right now, and the extreme fear readings that we're seeing from numerous investor sentiment surveys, remember we just had the fear and greed index at about a six not too long ago. The markets are ready for at least a relief rally here. And so speaking of sentiment, as I mentioned earlier, we got back the AAII investor sentiment survey today again dropping below 20% of investors being bullish. We also hit the second or third highest reading of bearish investors so far in 2022 as well. And we've covered this statistic a lot, but here's another important one to remember here. We covered this first here about two months ago. Over the course of the AAI, AAII survey, the number of bullish investors has dropped below 20% just 10 times in the survey's history. Over the next 6 to 12 months, it also just so happens that our major indexes are up 100% of the time. And what's really interesting about that is that over those previous 10 instances, the markets typically struggled for the first 1 to 3 months afterwards before finding their footing. Then it was off to, off to the races for the next 6 to 12 months. So now that we're getting closer, it was about two months ago where we first dipped below that 20% uh, bull reading. And so now, as we get closer to that three-month mark, we'll look for the markets to really rally from here. Another reason that we remain so bullish, and we have been buyers here at very minimum minimum for a relief rally if we start to see things changing you know we'll be ready to act so that said let's take a look at our market action on the day today the nasdaq led the way today up a nice 2.68 percent or 305 points for the nasdaq to 11,740. and as i mentioned earlier i wanted to talk about nvidia for a second kip talked about this a lot in our midday update today which you can find on rumble uh, and our podcast platforms as well. But the reversal that we've seen in NVIDIA looks to be a tell from the market. After earnings yesterday, where NVIDIA did beat, but they lowered forward guidance. That's what the market really keyed off of, was down big overnight and then opened down as much as 5% at the open today. Then we had a big, big turnaround for NVIDIA, finishing up over 5%, so a big 10% swing to finish, really, NVIDIA is one of the semiconductor leaders on the day-to-day, -day, and we saw the semis 
beating out tech. That's exactly what you want to see if you're bullish. The NASDAQ was up 2.68%, the semis up 3.34%. So that's a big reason uh, that we want to be bullish here. And another reason we're looking for a big rally from these levels at minimum, a relief rally here. Next up were the small caps up 2.17% to 1,838. Next up, the S&P 100 up just under 2% to 4,057. And finally, the Dow Jones up a nice 1.6% to 32,637. Looking at our internals on the day today, as I mentioned earlier, very bullish internals today. Maybe one of the best days we've seen in, in quite some time. And we've seen now a few days of positive internals here. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks nicely. Finishing over 5 to 1 positive for the NYSE and over 3 to 1 positive for the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs and lows actually came in positive today for the NYSE. Seems like the first time in a long time here. Uh, over 2 to 1 positive as well, so good reading there from the, from the NYSE. And if we, haven't, if we have had a positive day more recently, I don't think that it was a 2 to 1 positive today like today. The NASDAQ was still negative on this indicator, but still improving. Uh, and lastly here, volume. Big technical analysis green light here. Today now makes back-to-back -back days of 80% upside volume from the NYSE. That is a Lowry's technical system, technical analysis, green light reading there. Very good to see. NASDAQ volume was strong here as well. Uh, pretty close. Uh, but not quite as good as NYSE volume. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with 10 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were positive across the board until the close and real estate did finish lower. So I'll cover that one here first, just barely negative, pretty much flat on the day. But we saw housing have a good day today. HGX, the housing index, excuse me, uh, the HGX, the housing index, was up over 3%, and the home builders up nearly 4% on the day-to-day. -day. So good to see from one of our leading economic indicators. Um, and then for our other sectors here, just wanted to check one more. And the transports as well, before I get to our sectors, those are two of our main leading economic indicators. The transports were up almost 2.9% on the day-to-day. -day. So good to see from two of our most important sectors there. And then for our S&P sectors, our leaders on the day were consumer discretionary up almost 5%, followed there by technology, financials, and communication services. We also saw um, consumer staples and materials got back above their 200-day moving average today. You know, that's an early bullish signal. We still need to see seven trading days above that level for confirmation, but good to see it getting back above that. And the energy sector also hitting an all-time high today uh, as oil was up big, but good to see from one of our favorite sectors here at the VRA. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold now up two tenths of 1% to $1,850 an ounce. This now makes six days above the 200 day moving average for gold here. So one more day and we'll get that confirmation that I was just talking about from this group. Silver now up just over half a percent to $21.99 an an ounce copper now up 0.27% to $4.26 a pound 
And as I mentioned earlier, oil having a big day today up 3.2% to $113 a barrel. Finally for today, crypto is getting hit hard. Ethereum uh, was down big today, still down about uh, 6.5% now. Off the lows of the day though, um, but down big there. Could be some other reasons there other than just crypto. A lot of people are starting to turn on Ethereum a little bit, it does seem like. But Bitcoin holding up much better, well off the lows of the day. Still down, but now just down 4 tenths of 1% to 29459 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.